Hello, it's Charlotte's sister, C. Farrell, host of Powered by Age, Canada's longest-running senior-led podcast that invites you to do what you love. This podcast is for you if you love writing or telling stories, if you love sharing poetry or doing interviews. This podcast is for you if you love working on ways to create age-friendly cities. This podcast is for you if you love learning how to tame technology and get more out of virtual events, if you love finding more ways to share your heritage or traditions. If you love any of these things, you can go beyond listening and join our weekly podcast group. Simply email pbaafc at gmail.com and put your name in the subject line. Powered by Age is sponsored by the Government of Canada, New Horizons Grant, the 411 Senior Center Society, and G&F Financial Group. Good afternoon and welcome to Powered by Age, Canada's longest-running senior-led podcast. I'm Charlotte Ferrell, your host, a poet and interesting human being. <laughs> Today, we are continuing to celebrate International Poetry Month with the theme, speaking of intimacy. We've been speaking of intimacy in love, in friendship, and today we have a guest Glenn Wooten, who's going to be introduced to us by Leslie. But what we're going to do first, at the beginning, the people who come in early, we have them briefly introduce themselves. So before hearing our host, we're going, I mean, our co-facilitator, Leslie, we're going to hear um, each of the others of you briefly introduce yourself, starting with Bafula. Oh, oh hi, uh, my name is Bafula Vias, and I live in Milton, Ontario. I'm a retired special ed teacher, and I have been living here for the past four years. And I've just uh, recently joined this group and just want to let you know that how much the group has inspired me to write and read poems. So today I found another poem that I'd like to read later on, if we have time. And I started two lines, and if, if you don't mind it, it might be intimacy, it might not be, we have Sure, but this is this is my skill so far. The gentle ocean breeze caressed my brow and erased the deep frowns, and so that's where I am right now. So oh, that's a wonderful place to be. <laughs> Thank you very much. So maybe later on, with little help, I can work on that a little bit. Sure, uh, Yoshimi. Hello, everyone. I'm glad to be here. I'm from Vancouver, and I have, um, I've always had such a passion for music and for um, uh, writing and poetry is, is a real passion. It's, I find it difficult, but I, I love it. Um, so I, I, I would, uh, after everyone else has finished with their sharing their poems, I would love to read one short one that I wrote uh, some time ago. That's, That's wonderful. Okay. We'll look forward to hearing it. Uh, Neil? Yeah, hi. Uh, my name is Neil Ryan. I'm the author of From the Other Side, a book of poetry and short stories. And uh, I'm going to share a poem today that's not in this book. Well, we'll uh, be looking forward to hearing it. Uh, Jeannie? Hey, I'm Jeannie Caymans, and I'm a, a visual artist, but I do dabble a bit in poetry, just mostly for my own amusement, and I do write periodically. 
Yes, and we've enjoyed your writing. Jeannie wrote an essay uh, lauding her friendship with a friend. <laughs> and she also has a great memory because she remembered Jabberwocky, which I can only remember three lines from. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Leslie? Yes, hi, I'm Leslie Hebert from New Westminster, and I'm a, I write poetry and short stories, and I teach English as a second language online. Mm -hmm. Leslie is our co-facilitator today, introducing our special guest. Yes, mm -hmm. and now I'd like to introduce my friend, Glenn Wooden. Glenn is 64 years old and very active in the creative world. He's a poet, photographer, and visual artist, and an active member of the Royal City Literary Arts Society and New West Artists. He's married to Mary Joy, who's Filipina. They just celebrated 10 years of marriage this past March. So congratulations, Glenn and Mary Joy. He has had a poems published in the 2015 New West Poets Anthology, and in Poetry of Place, Journeys Across New Westminster, published in 2020 by the City of New Westminster and edited and curated by Poet Laureate, Laureate Emeritus Alan Hill. He's currently working on a collection of 20 original poems, which he plans to release under the title of My Mind Home. So welcome, Glenn. And could you please tell us when you first started writing poetry? Yes. And could you please come as close to your device as possible and just try and keep your head very still because the sound keeps fading. Everything now. Okay, Leslie, do you want to share your poems? And we'll make an arrangement to, to record them either at the radio station or at the 411 Center so we can hear. Yeah, so sorry about this. Um, I actually don't have much. I just have one very short poem. Um, one topic that we looked at last week was uh, intimacy with self. Um, which reminded me of a very short poem I wrote uh, way back in 2020 called Inner Child. And I think we all need to get in touch with our inner child. So this is, I find you on the roof, sleeping on a bench. It is dawn and you are blue. Your hair frostbitten from surviving the night without warmth or love. You are light as I lift you into my arms, a feather child cradled in my arms as I carry you towards the fire. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, as you mentioned, the hair is blue and you have on a blue shirt. What? <laughs> no, that's, that's one of those. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of those. Um, serendipitous things, right? Yes. <laughs> and you're also in blue today, Charlotte. Yes. <laughs> uh, what came up for you, Profilda, when you were listening to that? Well, I was just thinking because the subject of intimacy is kind of pretty complex. And I'm thinking like there are so many moments of intimacy, right? You know, 
And you really have to deeply go back like, you know, Leslie must have really gone back into my childhood years to come up with those memories. And um, she just uh, brought me back into my childhood years. And I'm thinking if I were to just spend a little more time and just think of those precious moments and then maybe jot them down, you know, and uh, especially those very, very intimate. So the whole subject of intimacy is a very, very complex, you know, that, that's what I'm finding right now. And I'm thinking uh, I would write, like to write something about intimacy and, but then so much comes up and I'm not sure exactly how to, how to put it all in words. You know? I mean, it's not just love and friendship, but it's like intimacy with nature, right? You know? Right. Just that feeling that is in you. So, so yeah, that's why I it's think, good to carry a pad. You can capture yeah. whichever of those come up at a time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I think the point of what I wrote is very often, you know, we think about others. We, we neglect ourselves. You know, we don't care for ourselves. And we also have to learn to love ourselves as well. <laughs> yes, true. I know, you know, during the 60s, 70s, there was a lot of talk about the inner child and some people poo-pooed that. What do you think about inner child? What do you think, Jeannie? I, I don't understand what an inner child is. I guess that's where we came from. Yeah, so for me, it's, um, it's getting back to your roots. Um, it's also, you know, as we grow up, we forget how to play. That's another aspect of the inner child. Mm -hmm. So we have to get back to that sense of playfulness, right? And joy. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, I think the inner child, like, because Leslie read out the poem is, we really have to go back into, and uh, we have to, uh, you know, I mean, because it's sort of lost, you know, that inner child in us has sort of, lost completely so we really have to go back dig in and find out the times when something really hurt us a lot you know as a child maybe a candy was snatched away from us right or you know something like that or someone scolded us and we had to bring that back and then right talk about it right to me, it's so like going back into those places in childhood when people said, you, you're not supposed you, 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 you're, not, you're supposed to be seen and not heard. And mm -hmm. uh, there's that line from, uh, we think you think of too highly of yourself. We were taught, I think particularly in our generation, um, yes. children uh, shouldn't take compliments or speak very you know, boastfully about what you're doing, talk about yourself. And so that part of yourself that says, hey, there is something good in here. I want to talk about it. I am fearless. I am brave. I do get hurt. I do love red. Uh, that's the inner child that we're releasing, that thing that somehow through our experiences got tamped down. And I think releasing it is a particular joy. And it's very intimate because some of these things have really, really gotten pressed down to the point that people have lost their voice or um, within this podcast, there were some people who didn't like the sound of their voice because they were taught so much your voice should sound like, you know, something coming through the TV or, or whatever. So I exactly. think that that is really intimate uh, to release your inner child. I got to change my plan. I want to respond to Leslie. Well, do respond. From my book. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> introduce Call. yourself and respond. Oh, you already introduced yourself. You can say what you're going to read. My name's Neil Ryan. I live in Burnaby, overlooking New Westminster. And this is from my book, From the Other Child. <clears throat> Talk to the child. What relieves the disappointments of life? What heals the wound of multiple losses? What mitigates the pain that life gives to our childhood? Healing comes from processing those feelings. Talk to the child. Look past the reflection in the mirror as the child you once were still lives there. Day by day we grow older, but buried emotions never age. Anger, shame, sorrow, losses, soul injuries, and hurts to the heart are still there. Talk to the child. All the unprocessed feelings from childhood are there, buried inside the wall, protecting us from life's wounds. Unprocessed emotions never die. They remain there always, always waiting to be mended. Talk to the child. The adult part of you knows how to talk it out. Our inner child hides behind the wall we built as protections from the inevitable hurts of life. Our child lives there with the wounding memories. Talk to the child. That internal child is still very much alive. This is where joy lives and laughter and moments of gleeful pleasure, always ready to release the energy that is buried among the pain. You can't just ignore it or brush it away. Talk to the child. Mm. Wow. That, that is beautiful. Beautifully written, Ryan. Yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you. Mm. That's why I had to respond from what from this is so much what you were talking about. Yeah, lately. thank you, Neil. It it just uh, it completes what I was saying. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I was um, with my Asian background, I was always the. Um, I, I really resonated with what uh, Charlotte was saying about uh, about um, stifling different things, or we're told just to be seen and not heard. Um, and so I just oh now I forgot what I was going to say, but that um, I, I, yeah they used to always say to me, even as an adult, why are you still so excitable? how come you know like yeah or or you know she's so impulsive uh and and when is she ever going to grow up and everything and I'm thinking well I I don't know how to not do that and and so I I don't feel old because that that spark in me is still wanting to be sparky <laughs> anyway I just yeah it's um yeah, well, I, I I am enjoying the you know this whole um, subject. 
Anyway, thank you. Mm. Yeah, I've had people say, calm down. <laughs> and, and I have tamped myself down. Like I, I've taught nutrition and I've done lots of workshops and seminars. And either people will say, oh, you're so serious. So calm down. But I'm ripping off the calmness. There's a lot that needs to be said in this world. And our poetry, our speeches, our songs, they are all things to be heard. So that's why we have Powered by Age. And that's why now, if you want to share yours, Yoshimi, that would be great. Okay. It's, it's called um, uh, um, Bloodlines. I summoned my inner muse to set me on a path of light to find my voice. A bronze man appeared in the most unlikely of places where our blood was drawn up in a medical lab into glass vials to determine our body states. He is Chilean, political activist, author, writer, healer, and poet laureate. I of Japanese ancestry am a shy, hesitant, new poet wannabe. He offered his help. I said, yes, please. We spoke of familiar bloodlines, his and mine, then moved from poem, form to formlessness. So began my journey. He has many voices. His molten words raged against corruption and injustices at rallies, wrote and wept from bloody jail cells in his beloved country. But his heart is fragile and Latino fire, the rhythmic and lyrical flow of his poemus d'amour, dance and leap from the pages. They infused me, melting my heart. What wondrous alchemy has spun this elixir of life, transmuting the red into gold. Wow. The elixir. Wow. <laughs> he, he, it, it was, his name is um, Alejandro Mujica Olea, and he, he, um, yeah, it was just, I was writing in my notebook, because I was um, on the verge of attending a poetry workshop, my first poetry workshop, and I was really nervous, because I didn't really know how to write poetry, but so I, I was writing, 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 and he saw me in the, in the lab, in the waiting room, and he asked if he could, he said, are you a writer? And I said, well, not really, but I want to be. And he said, I would love to help you. And I mm. said, it was just the most amazing um, thing. And so uh, we went to lunch and we had a three hour lunch in a restaurant. Mm. And then after that, he, we would meet in the park or we'd go for a walk and he'd, he'd say, well, read me something. And um, I bought six of his poetry books all on, on love and, you know, and about he had cancer and he healed his cancer. He he just was amazing, and he talked about all of his 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 um, activism in the Latin American countries. And uh, so it, it just became became a wonderful friendship. And he was so generous and kind, and it was just just the most amazing synchronistic events that led to it. And so. What you're describing is another example of intimacy because sometimes just in the commercial use of the word, we have 
different impressions of, of intimacy, but that is just so fragile and so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I was like picturing a flower unfolding mm-hmm. when you were talking about from him asking uh, would he, if he could help you and then mm-hmm. making an arrangement to talk and then following it up. It sounds like, it sounds like a book, <laughs> but uh, that was very nice. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I like the idea, um, the concept of transmutation. So how we mm-hmm. we take things in life and we alter them and change them. And, and I think that's how we create art, right? We transmute our experiences into art in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's you, another example of like when you said something, then Neil had a poem that related to it, that just having that freedom and I think that's the difference with the inner child of not saying oh maybe I shouldn't say anything or what will they think he just said what related and then you know it's like you brought something that's an example of now how a poet can help another poet that poets aren't people who are big-headed or you know the kind of images people give of writers you know that it was such a caring and sharing and tender relationship so uh, thank you for those examples (laughs) (laughs) Jeannie, what did you think? It was very beautiful. I I liked the intimacy of it. <laughs> the way two people can meet and have such a bond. Right. <laughs> Thank you. It's kind of like a yo-yo. Sometimes somebody's mentoring you and then you meet someone that's a mentor that needs mentoring and having that experience of having someone picked you up and help you as you were learning to fly, that you give it back, play it forward by, you know, sharing and encouraging someone else. Mm-hmm. He introduced me to, to many of his Chilean poets who live in the lower mainland. And um, so I got to hear, you know, their poems in Spanish and it was so beautiful. It was um, it was lovely to be introduced to all these different people from different from um, different Spanish speaking countries. It was great. Mm. You don't know, Yushimi. I said to you after the very first poem you read here. I said to you, "You are a poet," mm-hmm. and 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 that's so clear in your story. Thank you. you. Well, I'm not flattering you. I'm just replying to the fact that you are a poet. Thanks. That means a lot. Thank you. Mm. (laughs) Hi. I'm going to share a sound. You know, we've been working to within our hour of time and all these different things that we sit for, working in some music and movement. And so Kelly Lee Evans is a musician who was a Juno Award winner. And her story is that right at the time she got this award, um, she had a head injury. She fell in the shower uh, in in France, and then she was <laughs> struck by lightning in the most unlikely of places, her kitchen, 
And so she had to really struggle to bring her health back. And so this song, Hands Up, we're going to move to it. But I want you to think about the words and what she's saying and how that is a way that we can be encouraging to each other and the value of a story. Can I ask, does Jeannie, Jeannie have a poem? Well, I don't know, mine don't seem to be quite the same subject as you, but I wanted to, I did bring um, some poems that my husband and I exchanged on Valentine's Day. Mm. And we write to each other every Valentine's Day, going back many years. So this is the one I did this year. As I get older and my body droops, lungs get stronger while my back recoups from daily outings where you troop, helping me get bags of shitty whoop. We had just gone and dug up a lot of manure to go into the garden. We have been together near 50 years. We have crossed the country like pioneers. Or are we really voyagers? Of course, we are really provocateurs. We've helped each other make our art to change the world by talking, taking apart the right-wing capitalist donkey cart. And now we know we will never part. We have washed a Google pile of dishes, shared a Google pile of Wishes, raised a son and two cute bitches, and you've answered most of all my wishes. So what is left that we haven't done in this too short life before the gun? To tell you again, it has been lots of fun with you by my side, my true loved one. It's not too late to make a sign, a promise that I want to enshrine, my heart I want to now define and make you my permanent valentine. Oh, beautiful. Lovely. Beautiful. <laughs> Very intimate and beautiful. Uh, Thank you, Jeannie. Thank you. Yeah. And I wanted to read what he sent me, too. When we're out shoveling manure, it's lots of fun and not a chore. Together, that's what love is for. When our car died at 10 below, under frozen banks of snow, his mirror busted, brakes kaput. We jumped in behind, in bed and said, so what? If you got you and you got me, if I got you and you got me, and neither one of us can see, Anyway, and now it's Valentine 49 for all the times you've been mine. Through, through China syndrome, tofu, and even back to horse meat stew. I'm fat and happy thanks to you. And that includes the dog roll too. 
And that is how I spell I love you. Oh, you should make those into plaques. They're so beautiful. I could see them side by side on the wall. Well, we have them all down in the uh, dining room. And going nice. <laughs> and I did bring the from here to I don't know whether anything. If you hold it right in front of the the camera at the top. Oh, it's waving at us. Not it's good. a little hard. No, it's, it's one of the, fading into the background, isn't it? So. Yes, the, the background fights with trying to show things. But I saw the heart. That's beautiful. <laughs> Jeannie is an artist who wants... This was one year with a box that opened. Now I can see, yeah. Yeah. Now, I, yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah. Is that something you could demonstrate in a class or workshop, how to make that? Well, every year that beforehand, we do something. For example, one year, I took a candy box that made these. Then you put cards on the outside. Oh. It, it's a ceramic piece here. Mm -hmm. um, every time there's something different and inside, so, well, there it goes. Was the poem. Oh, oh I see. Uh, you cut it so it fit right inside the heart-shaped box. Yeah. That's smart. Anyway, that's that, that seemed to me something that fit with the concept of intimacy. Even Absolutely. Yes. Anything but doggerel. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. Many years ago, I wrote a poem that went doggerel from the start, doggerel, it, it will. Now I can't remember. It's only four lines. A doggerel from the start, doggerel, and it'll stay until I have waggled my whole life away. Oh. <laughs> and I listen to all your beautiful imageries, and I think, well, my poetry is a bit of doggerel, not of, <laughs> of beautiful, reflective uh, concepts. I do enjoy listening to you guys. Well, also, it's authentic. You always bring authentic content. And, you know, back at the senior day, October 1st, I had asked Junie about doing a poem. I said we were going to do a poetry workshop. And she said, well, I don't really write poems. And then she wrote a two and a half page essay that was beautiful <laughs> about her friends. So maybe sometime doing, uh, doing May, we're going to be experimenting with different things, May and June. Uh, as we come to the first Thursday in May is also the May that, I mean, first Thursday in May is the Thursday that precedes Mother's Day. And we're going to have mm -hmm. a special presentation by Kendra uh, that some of you might remember. Kendra Carl is an, um, an elder 
and she's going to bring forth some of the things um, indigenous women do in celebrating um, Mother's Day. And then Neil is going to talk about one of the things that we forget about our mom and who she is to us. Uh, we're also for that first Thursday welcoming others. If you have sentiments that you've written or passions mm -hmm. about um, motherhood, it could either be your own feelings or something that are elements of ways people celebrate it within different cultures, different cities, parts of the world, people you know, do it differently, but that will be that first Thursday in um, March, I mean in May. And then the second Thursday, each Thursday we're going to explore doing different things and also having different ones of you as a co-host or co-facilitator. So if you have something that you have been longing to facilitate, <laughs> you can let me know and we'll be scheduling it in. Um, I mentioned the artwork that Jeannie does because she wanted, you know, we used to have days at the 411 Center where people came into a classroom and we were able to make things. But now uh, the building, our new building is being built. It won't be finished yet. And we're going to be temporarily using um, Glad Tidings, the church next door on Fraser Street. And so Zoom allows you to position cameras in different ways that something like those art pieces that you did with the uh, with the uh, candy boxes are something that some people might be interested in, in seeing. We're going to also be exploring uh, making uh, a poem into a short film. I took a workshop and a training, a certification on how to do it. I've done one that I'm going to show on Mother's Day <laughs> called Paying Tribute to Your Spirit Mom. And then there'll be an opportunity as we're exploring things in May and June. One of those weeks we'll look at um, how, how, how to transform a poem into a three-minute short film. Uh, wow. So other suggestions Great. that people have given, I'll be working in, or you can let me know because um, that's the way we roll. <laughs> uh, I have a poem I want to share called Integrals of Life. Integrals. Listen, even the birds notice. They are chirp warping the message across the medians. They feel it, aboard higher by it. It's such an integral part of life. Words, pledges, promises, and deeds. As seasons and circumstances change, can you keep your creed? Away from the spotlights, running beneath the radar, the bliss of your integrity rides the high waves. Water rippling over stones through sand, tracing patterns locked into the land, confidence and courage walking hand in hand, resolve to sustain bliss through chance and change. Itching its way to tulip bulbs, assurance and vows, affirmations and confirmation, lips breaking through peeps, moss, and southern loam, sending elegant little goblets above the ground. Integrals of life, intense, infinite beings, bringing joy, sustaining hope, cascading new conviction for commitment without sorrow. Integrals of life, bringing joy, sustaining hope. That's beautiful. Nice. I love it. Yes, very nice.
Very, very nice. I like the, all the words that you use, Shana, cascading. And, you know, I like it, though. The, the contrast as well, right? Thank you. Very nice. That's wonderful. And that, that's another, connects to another experience we're going to have. Leslie has done flash fiction, right? Oh, yeah. Flash fiction. And I've done flash storytelling. And three years ago, when we were still having outings, I did a course at 411 called Creative Writing in Creative Spaces. And we would go to a place, like we went to the Peace Park at Knight Street. We went to across the um, to North Vancouver to the Quay. Uh, we went downtown. You know the place downtown where it's the 13 statues and they, they have different mm -hmm. um, emotions. It's peace. It's, there's a, a title to that gathering. Anyhow, we went to these different places. And so I wrote that, uh, just noticing the things, kind of what we would do when we first get there is just notice the environment. And people would come up with 20 adjectives describing things they saw in the environment. And then we made a collection of colors, all the colors that were around. And so it was picking from these things to quickly write a poem. And it was so amazing. Anybody that says, seniors are slow, have not gone to the park <laughs> with a group of seniors who have a pad and pen, because within 15 minutes, everybody wrote a poem. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, we're going to see if some of the libraries have enabled, like uh, the, the, the rooftop of the downtown library, uh, I think the Wi-Fi is up up there. So where we might not be able to gather in the 411 Center building, there might be a place like the library that's in the building um, under Neil. We could find out which one allows us to come as a group, and then we could meet there and do a flash writing activity. Mm. Yeah, I like flash fiction. <laughs> it's interesting. It's, um, it's very uh, very demanding discipline. It's almost like writing poetry because uh, you write such a short piece that every word matters. And, uh, you know, when I craft it, I kind of go through and, and, yeah, I find it almost the same process as writing a poem. Yeah. And you have to, uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of the action has to be implied because you don't have time to relate it. Um, so under 500 words is sort of the benchmark right yes <laughs> and it's possible so I mean it's a way of having fun I think having fun with words and not being intimidated by words and each of you have different strengths and each of you have different things you bring forth in your poetry and writing so we're going to be looking at times that you know we'll be hearing Fafula's work, we'll be doing one of Jeannie's activities, we'll be sharing Yoshimi's and uh, the, the 500th of Neil's poems. Neil has <laughs> written a poem every week for so many weeks, and then he does uh, stories. So I'm thinking when we get to that point where we talk about uh, turning a poem into a short film, that also uh, some of his short stories, which are in the, he's going to tell you the name of the book in a minute, but uh, there's also a way that without having all of the movie equipment, it's like the equivalent of flash poetry. You can make a flash short story into something that is, um, I'm in the challenge now in a group to create something that's between one and five minutes. So, and that you can do it with your phone. So that's what we're going to be doing is kind of exploring some things in May and June that we do. And, um, 
bringing it back to you. It's all so exciting. I had no idea what depths these sessions are. It's just fabulous. Well, you're fabulous people. And so with the suggestions, people call me. A lot of people who don't come on call and they give suggestions or they they uh, email me. So looking through them, but also, you know, with the skills. When we talked about Powered by Age, that seniors have a reservoir, a reservoir of mm-hmm. skills and crafts and ideas, and that the podcast was one way of bringing it through. It's atypical from a lot of podcasts because usually it's just the host talking to one person or they have a guest that tells you how to mm. take care of your feet, <laughs> take care of your teeth. <laughs> that stuff and we're not about that stuff you know and so that's just um, other ways to bring it forward and other ways of of just moving into um, I'm going to give a pitch again for our spins we have on the website spins which are stories poems interviews and novelties and Mm. it's where you take the skill that you have now in using your Zoom to interview somebody by Zoom and it would be a short interview of just someone you find interesting because, you know, sometimes the media just picks the person that lived 106 years or painted a gray house green or, you know, what I mean, exaggerated. But there's so many people that you know, someone that you've worked with, somebody that there's one lady that interviewed an 80 year old choir director in their church. Well, you know, mainstream news might not have picked it up, but it made a great interview. So I'm encouraging each of you uh, to interview someone because we want to put, we, our goal is to create the largest reservoir of interviews of older golden age, however you want to call ourselves, us, <laughs> but the greatest reservoir. And we have had some conversations with the public library system. Um, we've had uh, one person that has worked with um, can't think of the county right now, but another library system. But the idea is we are having communications with library systems who keep reservoirs of people and connecting what we have in the reservoir that stays evergreen through uh, the website of Power by Age, website of the 411 Center to really contribute uh, to that. And as we do it, it'll inspire other people. Uh, document your family history. There's so much that it gets lost and people where people now, small children aren't with their grandparents or people uh, don't know the history, the struggles that have happened within the family, the things that people have done, the people that invented maybe small things, but they invented something. So it inspires children. And there's research that says, you know, that the this Gen X, XYZ, no Gen Z, <laughs> that that group has a great, deal of trust and interest in the baby boomers because they respect um, the struggles that we've gone through. And there's a little bit of recognizing that sometimes they can be going so fast, they can bump into things, but that in watching how we pick apart and solve problems, that there's a respect and an interest. And also stories, you know, the uh, doing COVID and other times when they've talked about the need for volunteers, the libraries really welcome people to come in and tell stories. So that's a place where with your book of poetry, mm-hmm. your stories or whatnot, um, libraries welcome. And they're little kids actually sitting there listening, you know, so where people say kids aren't interested in that. When you go to a library and you tell stories, you'll find the children are fascinated and they ask so many questions about the time. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and so I am just encouraging that those are things that are outgrowths of Powered by Age and a way of bringing about an age-friendly city. That was one of our goals is to bring about an age-friendly city. So how do you, do you think we're doing anything like that, Neil? No. Nope. <laughs> I, uh, I am so busy with just trying to keep up to poems because I have a poem for Monday evening. I have two healing groups that I do, one on Monday, one on Wednesday, and I'm doing a class on Saturday about this. This healing process that I'm involved with is called intention healing. Mm -hmm. And that is creating the intention to heal, but doing it as a group of eight people. And that we get together on Zoom. So I have one person in Arizona, one person in California, one person in Washington State. Anyway, there's eight of us get together on Zoom and we talk among ourselves about who do we know that needs healing and then we create an intention for them and uh it's uh, it's an amazing because it works mm-hmm. and i want to just say that's an amazing example of age-friendly mm-hmm. development while you're doing all these things everything you do you share in some way with somebody else so <laughs> That is kind of an example of... Yeah, like, like last night, Wednesday night, we did a group and there was only five of us because two are traveling. And because there's usually seven, although we, we call ourselves a group of eight because we're supposed to have eight people. But anyway, our group of seven get together every Wednesday night. And we had three, we did three... 10 minute, and, and by the time you do all the, the stuff around it, to do, to do a meditation for 10 minutes, an intention to heal. And so we did three people last night. Uh, and uh, no, it's, and I do three people every Sunday morning from 10 o'clock, and I do that with perhaps 10,000 other people on the on zoom uh people from around the world do this 10 minute healing and we get the information who who it is that we're focusing on what the what the the wound is that they're trying to heal the disease and every and every once in a while we get some feedback and we had a girl that was totally paralyzed, and we did two Sundays in a row. And we got the feedback about a month later that she walked out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. I mean, the medical profession don't know how to heal mm-hmm. as effectively as a simple group of eight people focused on loving intention loving intention from the heart compassion from the heart and that's all we really really need and somebody mentioned a little while ago about what we need to learn is to love ourselves because then 
we release the joy that lives inside of us. Well, hardest thing you will ever do in your entire life is to learn to love yourself. Because that's the when we, we had nobody to teach us when we were children how to love ourselves. Mm-hmm. We don't know about unconditional love, and unconditional love brings healing, brings joy. Anyway, I shut up about that. I have, mm-hmm. I have, yeah. Maybe um, Neil, uh, maybe the group is really good because maybe it's just about someone there who might just listen to you, right? Hmm. Uh, the the person doesn't have to be there. We just focus on sending sending that person healing because when we send the compassion and the head and the love the object knows what to do what they need to do to heal we don't need to <clears throat> to tell them we make the cancer go away we just simply say i send you love and compassion and the 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 number of people in our group because my new group is is eight people, so uh, and that's we're doing a class around that every Monday. So I'm I, I'm I I've got I, I've and I'm still writing poetry every week. I try to put together. I I, I have a beautiful poem about writing about my brother who died. It's two years ago now, but I wrote a poem about 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 my love of my brother, and it's really really funny because it's called a white Ford pickup with Texas plates. Yes, I think you've shared it with us. Yes, yes. We we talked about dear brother um, and that poem, and I think you put it on our spins. Have you recorded it on our spins? You know what? I don't know what the fact. I've got four poems on spin, and I mm-hmm. I, I I know uh, Siddhartha is on spin. Oh, that's the, probably my my favorite poem of all. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I can't remember what the other three are. <laughs> okay, so we'll just give a plug again for the poweredbyage.com website. Uh, there's an easy listening se- session, and these spins by each person, like Leslie has some that she's recorded. Uh, Neil has something he's recorded. I have some that I've recorded. Chris Morrissey has uh, an interview. Uh, there's a, And so everyone is encouraged to... Um, book a time to, to uh, record. And we've had technology Tuesdays. Uh, sometimes it's been on other days, but uh, Jesse Witzloff from the Power, not the Power by Age, by CJSF Radio. He's the public affairs director at CJSF, but he also is the technical uh, consultant to us. And so uh, when we have one of the spin sessions, you have a chance of reading and getting feedback checking and testing the level on your equipment so that when it's recorded, it has an even clearer 
recording and presentation than when we do it within our talking session. Sometimes in uh, some of our podcasts, the discussion has been so rich and someone has shared a story. We say, oh, can you put that on a spin so that people can just go to it and listen to it? So each of you who's here now and each who won't be in the sound of my voice, I'm encouraging you. You can send an email to me at pbaafc at gmail.com. That stands for Powered by Age, Age-Friendly City. And I will connect you to um, the calendar for arranging a time uh, to record your spin. And spins, when a person has a section, it's usually uh, 20 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes of stuff. So that's enough for three poems or someone has done uh, an excerpt from a, mem a memoir where the the memoir took the whole 20 minutes, but it is, um, it's quite nice. And it's unlike most things where people have to uh, want to have their material included in a collection. Often people have to pay, especially if it's on radio media or on a website. This is something that you don't have to pay anything for. It's part of our Powered by Age program. So take advantage of it. We'll be going on hiatus at some point in the summer. So hoping you'll get this done before the end of June. So. And it's a wonderful studio. I used to be a co-host at CFRO, the poetry show. And uh, this getting back into a real studio was was a lot of fun. So, okay. Does anyone have any questions or closing thoughts? I want to respond to Jeannie's poem. Jeannie, this is called intimacy. A kiss so tender, it is but the touch of a feather. A caress so soft, so smooth, the sensation lingers. Intimacy is both pain and pleasure wrapped together in the same moment of desire to pleasure the other. Intimacy is a sharing of the breath that fills the space between with a sweetness and a longing to become one. The yearning is to destroy the ego and merge into a shared reality of caring and trust personified into a loving bond. A kiss still tender, it is but the touch of a feather, a desire to transcend the limitations of separation and enfold into the joy of defenselessness of a defenseless connection into the open-hearted laughter of the child experiencing joy. Intimacy is a mother's love of her baby unbound, her fierce guardianship and held up as her gift to the world, while the father's gift of protection from the intrusion of a careless world wanting to devour the unguarded. Intimacy is a moment of love that shares a moment of love. It is soft and inclusive and is deep inside the truth of you and is always a moment of vulnerability where sanity is found 
as a kiss so tender it is but a touch of a feather end of poem wow <laughs> beautiful you could have a whole collection on intimacy <laughs> oh i this this sharing gives me joy i want to thank you all <laughs> Amen. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel too. Yeah, it's just so wonderful to be with the tribe. <laughs> yes, that's a good name. <laughs> uh, okay, so thank you each for coming. Next week, we're going to be talking about intimacy and relationships sexual intimacy, relationship intimacy. So you have a prompt for something that you might want to write or that you might discover among someone else's writing for next week. <laughs> so. Wow. Having lived or been married to five different women, I, I don't want to touch sexuality at all. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, Thank you. But some of us just don't marry. Well, I only married. I only married two of them.